Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Brian Koberger heading back to court in about 48 hours. What will happen when he once again is face-to-face with a judge? Will victims' families show up? Many important details leading up to this moment. We now know that Koberger's lawyer, Ann Taylor, has waived her right to a speedy trial. After all this... All this whining and moaning and complaining about a speedy trial demand, and now they waive it? It was all just a game. It was all just a ruse. This is a contested DNA, and they are questioning three unknown male DNAs found at the scene of this home where multiple co-eds had lived. People were in and out all the time. It was a real party house. That could have been anybody. So I'm trying to figure out which way the defense is headed because I guarantee you they're going to claim that they had to waive their right to a speedy trial because they didn't have enough time to review the state's DNA evidence. B.S., That's total BS. The state has said, and this can be confirmed, that the crime lab hasn't finished all the DNA analysis. So how can they turn over what they don't have? 
I'm Nancy Grace. Thanks for being with us. Joining me right now, two special guests that are intimately familiar with the legal aspects and the factual aspects of the Coburger prosecution. Dale Carson is joining me, high-profile lawyer out of Jacksonville, former FBI agent, former cop in Miami-Dade, author of Arrest Proof Yourself. You can find him at DaleCarsonLaw.com. He's been studying the legal angles since this first broke. And I mean, when the murders occurred, he's been on the case. Also with me, Chris McDonough. You know him well. He is the director of the Cold Case Foundation, former homicide detective with around 300 homicides under his belt. 25 years in law enforcement, I found him on the YouTube channel, The Interview Room, when he was doing a very slow drive through all around the King Road murder scene. That's when I found Chris McDonough. Dale Carson, Chris McDonough, thank you for being with us. First of all, Dale Carson, how many times have defense attorneys filed, including you, filed speedy trial demands when you, no more than the man of the moon, intend to take the case to trial within six months? Total BS. Well, it absolutely is. But the reason, ostensibly, is that the defense hasn't had an opportunity to fully prepare for the case, as the prosecution already has. The prosecution has all the evidence, right? But it's interesting. I hate to interrupt you you in the first two minutes, but no. The state has handed over all the evidence. It's not like they're hoarding it or hiding it. Agreed. Let me tell you a story. I almost said a funny story, but it wasn't funny to me, Dale. And Chris, you know only too well from being on the stand. I was preparing a death penalty case where infants, several infants in their baby beds were killed because of a rival. It was called SET, S-E-T, SET gang. All right. What this means is that the women that were the girlfriends of the gang members got into an argument with the women that were girlfriends of the other gang's members. I seem to recall over some clothes. Yeah. So one gang throws a Molotov cocktail into the home of the victims and says, let's fry them babies. And they did. Mm. The babies were burned to death instantly. Yeah. Now, if that's not a death penalty case, I don't know what is. But my point is, leading up to it, is that the defense kept saying, and the trial, there was no speedy trial demand. This trial was long, long down the road. I'm talking at, at least another year. They said, I did not hand over a file. I'm And I said, I've given you every single thing I've got. So I finally handed my whole file, everything I had to the judge. Guess what it was? They were right. And I was right. There was one thin file that the homicide cops, for whatever reason, inadvertently, I don't know, had not given to me. So there was a stack of, I think, about 20 pages the defense didn't have, and I didn't have. So I remember taking the stand and saying, I've handed over everything I've got. It went that far. I actually had to take the stand. 
And then we found out where the missing pages were. And that was a real blow to me to be accused of withholding information. I want to win, but I want to win fair and square. I want the right people behind bars and I want to win the fair way because to me, prosecutors have the duty not only to seek justice, but to do it ethically. Um, The defense is not bound by that. So when you say, Dale Carson, well, the state's got it. They've had it all this time. I don't know that they've had it all this time. There's still DNA results the state doesn't have. Well, they collected it, and it's an opportunity for the defense. You mean the cops collected it and handed in the evidence? The prosecutors did not collect any evidence. Well, no, not directly. Not directly. What I was going to tell you, Nancy, is that, look, in a case like this where the defense has not entered a plea, the court plea for the defense. And what that means is there's no reciprocity. The government has to turn over everything it's got, but the defendant does not. So that's an interesting nuance to what's going on here. Well, let's talk about that for just one moment. And Chris McDonough, you got to hear this. Because one thing the defense does have to hand over is notice of alibi. Because in our jurisprudence system, which was brought over from the common law of Great Britain, it's not trial by ambush. Forever, the the state has to hand over the evidence to the defense. Not always true the other way around. The defense doesn't always have to hand over everything to the state. But if there's an alibi, the defense does have to hand that over. So the state has a right to investigate it, to find out if it's a big fat lie. So get this, Chris McDonough. Brian Koberger's defense hands over an alibi, but they won't say what the alibi is. All they say is he likes to go driving around late at night alone. If that's not pervy enough, what? Looking in everybody's windows? How many times did he drive by the King Road murder scene that night, according to his cell phone, or in the past, according to his cell phone? Conveniently that night, I think he had a cell phone on um, airplane mode or turned off at the time of the murders, but then it was quickly turned back on for his circuitous route home. What kind of an alibi is that, Chris McDonough? Speaking of having to hand over evidence that you like to drive around late at night by yourself. Well, that and Nancy, you've been on this from day one in terms of really inside this guy's head and then the defense's uh, positioning here. Uh, That alibi in of itself is going to be very problematic for them because I think any, you know, if we just apply common sense, um, you know, the fact that he now you know, presents this alibi of, well, you know, he's just out for a nightly stroll uh, in his car. You know, of course, we all do that, right, at, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning. And he just, you know, happened to be driving by that house 12 separate times, which the I digital tell you footprint's going to if throw. my husband, mm-hmm. David Lynch, got up out of the bed and went for a drive by himself at 3 a.m., <laughs> I think my head would blow off. <laughs> I agree. Because if I got to get up at five o'clock in the morning and start feeding guinea pigs and cats and dogs and grandmommies and twins and get everybody to school, uh uh, N O. 
He is not going for a drive at 3 a.m. and breathing in the fresh air. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, no. I mean, have, do you go driving in the middle of the night, Chris McDonough? Because I'm sure your wife would like uh, to no, hear about that. Do you? Yeah, my wife would kill me. Uh, literally, I would be on the opposite side. What about it, Carson? Do you go driving around at 3 a.m. in the morning? What, to get some nice freezing fresh air? <laughs> well, that's an strange alibi because it's not really an alibi. All he's saying is, I don't really know where I was. Which is not an alibi. Yeah, you're right. An alibi is, I was here at this time, and these are the witnesses. So it's total BS. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible. It's Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zyn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Chris McDonough. You and I have gone to the scene many, many times. It's freezing cold. Cold. The roads are treacherous. Their home was up on an elevated slant and very tricky. You know, the, the streets 
uh, leading up to their home, the apartments, all the student apartments, it's barely two cars can cross, and they're going up these slick streets with covered in ice. So why is he driving around in sub-zero temps at 3 o'clock in the morning on a treacherous road? He can't hire Bernie, right? So he's got no money. Where's he got the money for gas? Yeah, and, and to dovetail into what you're thinking, Nancy, the only thing I can think, and this is, you know, obviously just my opinion, is either A, they're going to come up with some type of medical insomnia, you know, connection through That's also good. the snow problem. Hold on, I got to write this you know, down. That, Hold on. I can see it coming. That. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, what did you say? Insomnia and what? You know, and they're going to connect it back to his condition. Uh, you know, is the snow, um, you know, problem that he was having, you know, a medical condition there. And, and of course, that opens up the timeline for the earlier videos that have been floating around, um, you know, about an hour before what the authorities have said they believe is the exact time the homicides go down. Wait, wait, um, wait, and, wait, wait. You know, hold on. Um, Chris McDonough, I know you've got 300 homicides under your belt and you're the star of the interview room. And Dale Carson, I know you're a former FBI and you've written a book and you're a high-profile lawyer, blah, blah, blah. But Jackie is waving, in Sydney are waving a sign, visual snow. There it is. The condition. Visual snow. So he's out driving. Guys, I, I feel a little bit guilty because I've recounted the story. Many, uh-oh, they're going to sleep in here because they know what I'm about to say. Oh, here she goes again. But when I drove that route, I swear, and you can ask, I think I had Kelly with me. Um, Illy, I don't know if you were with me or not. The night we drove that route that he took and the, oh, you couldn't see a thing. When a semi would come toward me, I would have to just pull off the road because I could not see anything. And I've got 2020 and 2018. And it was so dark. All I could see were big lights coming straight at the car. So I just pull off and wait. And I'm usually a much more aggressive driver. That said, Chris, did I interrupt you or did I interrupt Dale Carson? It's their no, fault. No, you're fine, Nancy. And you know, I'm, we're always honored to be here as your guest and and you're you are so right on target here right one of the things i've been thinking about you know knowing that you both you and i have driven it and and this idea of okay why are they going so far to say in the uh the motion that well we'll figure out this alibi on the state's witnesses through questioning right well i'm thinking well how does that come to play here and the only thing I can think of is this medical condition, but I, I could be 100% wrong. However, that oh, does Oh, wait, wait, wait. Open... Are you talking about insomnia? Because what, the perfect cure for yeah. insomnia, you can't go to sleep, is to go out in the sub-zero cold temps with your windows down and, and the snow, that's right. supposed to get you sleepy? Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of where I, I, I'm going in my head. But, but that in of itself, if you take that night, for an example, of all the activity you know, just hours before this uh, tragedy goes down, there are kids everywhere from the college. I mean, we know about the police contact with the alcohol and and that. And then there's these videos that have surfaced uh, where they're showing the cars, you know, various cars pulling up uh, and some people mm-hmm. believing that's them. The authorities haven't released that yet. 
But what that does is it opens up a narrative, and you know this more than anybody, for the defense to start saying some other dude. Oh, some other the guy. The sod defense. Some other dude did it. Oh. What? Yep. And then they create their theme around it. Uh, and they start projecting it into the public uh, through these motions and see what sticks. Um, I think that's what's been going on here. And, and you've been on top of this you know, from the from the beginning. We've talked about this multiple times. You know, Dale Carson, Chris McDonough and I are dragging you by your toenails. You can bring your wife. Just bring everybody, the cat, the dog, the everybody. You've got to go out there. And you've got to wait, like we did, around midnight and take that route that he took about a fourth. Sid, wasn't it a 45-minute route from the murder scene to his apartment? And it's actually about a 9- to 12-minute drive. He was out on this long, circuitous route, getting himself as far away from the murder scene as possible home. It was like his his apartment in Pullman is here. The murder scene is here. So he goes... All the way around in the dark, no street lights to right here. Instead of going, boop, that's that's what happened. Now, right there, a jury is going to say, no way. That's exactly right. That's exactly right, Nancy. A jury is going to begin with this case with him surveilling in some way or another that house where these young gals lived, and then they're going to bring it right up to the very end where his. That sheath for the knife is found with his DNA on it, and a reasonable jury is going to find him guilty, clearly. They want to postpone this trial as long as they can in order for the hubbub, if you will, to die down, which it's not going to because this is such a massive killing in a rural area. There are 44 counties in Idaho. They don't even have a public defender's office per se. What they do is they engage the services of office of attorneys who are in the areas because it's so rural and there are different rules for every one of those mm-hmm. counties. So they don't have to have depositions. Dale, or they can. Dale before you go yeah. off on depositions, isn't it true they never planned to try this case within the uh, speedy trial period? At all. This was just no, to drive the state crazy. Because I can tell you this much, Dale, and I don't know if this happened to you, Chris, when you would be a witness on the stand as a homicide detective, but I don't care if it was a shoplifting. I don't care if it was a theft by receiving. If somebody hit me with a speedy, they're going out first. I mean Monday morning as quickly as I can put that case together. And then when I do get a conviction, I'm lucky enough to get a conviction, and they're getting the max because. Well, but look, but speedy trial issue, at least from the public, the defense side, is this: you set it for speedy trial when you know the state has to change its behavior in order to give you a reduced sentence. That was never going to happen in this case, and so when you request speedy, the government knows that you think your client is provably innocent. And that's never been the case here, so you know it was a tool. It's just a way to screw with the state. Yeah. They never intended this. And the the outcome is, if the state didn't try it on time, there would be an automatic acquittal, and there is no retrial. There, That um, jeopardy attaches. Yeah, but if if the jury panel's not sworn in, jeopardy doesn't attach. Guys, I was just handed this. 
It's highly complicated and it's very tech oriented. It's perfect. Sydney drew this. Okay, 10 minutes. I, I love holding up any type of a visual. Apartment to house, as I mentioned earlier. I thought it was nine. It's 10 minutes from the apartment to the house. But the route he took that night is from the house, 20 minutes this way, 20 minutes that way, and 20 minutes. It wasn't 45. Sydney, you're right. It was more like an hour. He goes for an hour drive. And how is he going to explain that to a jury? I mean, that just starts with it. Now, okay, let's talk about what's going to happen to court. And again, Chris McDonough, Dale, please jump in. Hey, Nancy, can we talk, uh, One, just go back just for a second mm-hmm. on the drive? Yes. Didn't he show up uh, that morning as well? Yes. Isn't there, wasn't there evidence that they believed he potentially went back? And there was reports of his vehicle in the area that morning. That's right. He went back and it reminds me of Scott Peterson going back after he murdered Lacey, his wife and unborn child, Connor. We go back and look out over the San Francisco Bay and just look at it because there was a GPS tracker on his car. So we know he went back over and over to look out there. What was he looking to see if her body was going to pop up? But that's really common amongst defendants is they go back to the scene to just see what's going on they want to where do you live it in me that's part of their conduct typically right so how is this going to play into the bundy did that all the the major serial killers have done that and although we don't know that he is a serial in the sense of having clearly killed other people previously we do know that with a quad murder he certainly is a serial killer, and he has all of the, well, think about it. He is so into law enforcement that he tries to be a police officer. He tries to be a, a really well-known, if you will, graduate student in criminal justice. I mean, what other indications are there that somebody's just involved, involved terribly in law enforcement, yet he can't get into it? Thank God. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible. It's Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. 
Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. There hasn't been a lot of discussion about this at all because everyone is focused on the challenge to the DNA on the knife sheath. And one thing I want to point out, and I think you and I, the three of us have talked about this maybe off camera. They've got to have a way to fight that DNA. It's his DNA on the knife sheath that he left under the body of Maddie Mogan. His DNA, we believe, is on the buckle, the snap of that knife sheath. Now, they've got to come up with a way they're either going to say the DNA science is flawed, that it, the, his DNA was there incidentally or accidentally. Maybe he went to a gun and knife show and opened up that knife and left his DNA. Or he can claim it was planted But think about it. The knife sheath was collected from under Maddie's body before Brian Koberger became a suspect. What I mean by that is significance. The knife sheath was taken and handed over to the crime lab, to the scientists, to try to find DNA or fingerprints. And it was only weeks and weeks later that Brian Koberger was identified. So how could they have planted the DNA? And it's very likely that some of the cops in there processing the scene had on a shoulder camera, body cam. So there may even be video of when the knife sheath was found. So just follow this through to its logical conclusion. That means that someone would have to, after Koberger is named as a suspect, get his DNA, not his father's DNA, but his DNA, and go to the crime lab, get in to where they're holding all the evidence, probably get someone to conspire with them and plant his DNA, Koberger's DNA, on the knife sheet. Nancy, that narrative is why you were a good prosecutor, because that's exactly (laughs) what the prosecutor is going to tell the jury. I mean... Yeah, people love to hear about, oh, the evidence was planted. But think about what it would have required to plant 
his, Koberger's DNA on that snap, on that sheath. That did not happen. Okay, so they got to fall back on the other three attacks on the DNA. But Jackie was holding up a sign, and I agree. Because we're all focusing on the DNA and the unknown male DNA that was found somewhere in the house. I don't know. Was it the kitchen? Was it on a doorknob? Was it in a bathroom? Where was it? Don't know. But they haven't been able to match that other DNA to a single person. And we don't know of any male DNA that was in the girls' bedrooms. That said, no one's been talking about the fact that Koberger is fighting tooth and nail to keep cameras out of the courtroom. To you, Chris McDonough, why do you think Koberger doesn't want a camera in the courtroom? Well, I think for him, it's quite frankly, I think it's more about his attorneys than it is for him. I think he he probably wants them in there. Uh, but the attorneys don't want them in there because they know that the public will see uh, what he is about uh, through his body language, not only uh, how he reacts. You know, I mean, you, you know, I can only imagine when you would ask questions uh, to a witness to watch the defendant's reaction. You know, juries pay attention to that very closely, as we all know. Um, and, you know, just to jump real fast back to the DNA gap. Uh, i.e., you know, somebody planted it, uh, i.e., law enforcement and or the government. But it also, if we were to try to think through this a little bit deeper with the some other dude theory, um, then they would have to find somebody that had a direct correlated link to Koberger, uh, somehow put that sheet in his hand uh, during that time of that relationship. And then, of course, that individual would be the suspect who planted it uh, up into that bedroom. And what's what's interesting here is the fact that it's in uh, the bedroom. And that is a very personal um, approach. Uh, and Koberger would be the most logical uh, individual through his personality type and through obviously all of the forensic diagnosis of this guy on oh, a psychological yeah, go ahead, Derek. Remember, following on that, remember, they were killed with a knife, a sheath knife, probably. Yeah, and well, so, and it's a very personal instrument, right, Dale? Guys, right, right. again, Sydney and Jackie are waving frantically at me, and they're right again. There is Koberger's, and the state has this, purchase of the knife, a knife, and a sheath. Yep. Exactly like the one, the sheath that was found. That goes with the knife seven months before the murders. He buys a knife and a sheath, and it looks just like the sheath found there with the matching knife. The knife has never been recovered. So my question would be, so where's that knife and that knife sheath? If this isn't it, then where is it? Exactly. And and that's a very high bar that they're going to have to try to get over. Um, Just that piece alone. Hey, listen to this, guys. Uh, The defense says... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I bet they don't. They, they do not like cameras exclusively looking at their client. And I just want to remind everybody of something. And we went round and round about this when I uh, took a job at Court TV with the late, great Johnny Cochran. God rest his soul. I didn't agree with the thing he ever said. But, man, he could win a case. Juries love him. And I can see why. Just, you know, that kind of person, they walk in the room 
and everybody wants to be with them. They're just, you know, charismatic. Um, always, with every case, the defense did not want cameras in the courtroom. Well, the majority of the cases. Why? And why did Court TV think there should be cameras in the courtroom? In our Constitution, the Founding Fathers, there's something called the minutes. The minutes are what's being said, say, on the floor, in the room, when statutes are being passed. And our Constitution calls for open courtrooms. And in the minutes, the Founding Fathers said, we want the courthouses to be as big as it takes for the whole community to watch a trial. We are not Russia. We are not China where proceedings happen in secret. We're not being run by the Taliban who are a jury, judge, and executioner. Our proceedings are in the open. And in our world, that means we all see justice unfold. Here, where Dale Carson is, where Chris McDonough is, we can watch justice unfold. That's what the Founding Fathers said. And if the defense doesn't like it, well, they shouldn't have done the crime. Well, listen, when you look at Brian Koberger's photographs lately, he's been smiling. Now, what person charged with a quadruple homicide would be smiling in any event during the course of any court appearance? You'd be absolutely mortified, but not Brian Koberger. Why is that? And that's a question for the psychologists, but I suspect it's because he's enjoying himself. Yeah, and I asked the psychologist that same question, Dale, and his answer was because he's the punisher. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Guys, we have our eyes on the courtroom as these proceedings go forward, and we pray for justice. Dale Carson, high-profile lawyer, joining me out of Jacksonville, former FBI, former cop, Chris McDonough, former homicide detective, director of Cold Case Foundation, star of YouTube's The Interview Room. You know, we're laughing at certain points, but I can tell you some people that aren't laughing. The families of Ethan Chapin, Xander Kernodal, Madison Mogan, a.k.a. Maddie and Kelly Gonzalez because they will never be at home for another Christmas, another party, another birthday, another Mother's Day. It's all over. They are never to be seen on this earth again. And their killer must be brought to justice. Goodbye, friend. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. 
all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's Best Hybrid Mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner.